Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind play these tricks on me. Sometimes and I'll find that my mind climbs higher. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, episode 14, the Jetty to Jetty special. Uh, it's uh, myself, Woolly, and Steve Sparling in the house tonight. Yes. Uh, we've got more joining us, but they're, um, we'll just log them in once they join the chat. How have you been, Steve? Uh, good, mate. Um, a shorter, shorter running week. I only run four times this week, but um, still just one or two Ks more than last week. So, um, after our run last Sunday, I had a rest day. And then Tuesday, I did a 14K tempo to test my Achilles out, which is still struggling a bit early in the week. So that rest day on Monday, I think, fixed it. I don't know. Haven't had any issues since then. So um, the, the injury itself is sore, but I think the Achilles has sorted itself out. And and obviously today and that tempo on Monday at 4.44 for 14Ks, that, that felt good. So I haven't got any knee issues or um, Achilles issues anymore. So... So that, that was really, from that that was from that stack you had, eh? Yeah, that was Good Friday. So that's like almost a month ago now. <laughs> ah, so, at least, at least yeah. that seems to have fixed itself. Yeah, it's only a surface issue now. I think the Achilles has sorted itself out, and the and the hyperextension behind my knee that was from the um what five weekends ago. So that's I think that's all good now. Ah, After today, I think that's sorted sorted out, and it's going well. But yeah, I had a nice tempo run on Tuesday, 14Ks, and just pushing hard all around um, up your way, actually, sort of around the local streets. Yeah. And a couple couple laps around the Duck Pond and back around Goodfellows Road. So a few rolling hills as such, oh, not, just, not steep hills, yeah. but it's not not flat as such, yeah. I was going to say, pretty, definitely not flat, is it? It's not flat, no, but it's not hilly either. It's just um just longer, slow hills. Does that make sense? Yeah, you, you know yourself, you, you can push hard. And you get that little rise, but then afterwards you got a bit of a relief of a downhill, usually equal as well. So, yeah, yeah. Tuesday I just did a um, Wednesday I did a recovery run. Um, it was only ten k, and um, it was up. It was a bit hillier. It was like hundred meters of elevation just up around the soccer club up my way. So to get up to Dacovan School, um, whichever way you go is pretty hilly. So hills to go up, hills to come down. But I took all the hills and just sort of concentrated on the slow up the hills, and then on the flat sped up and down hills just a little bit faster um, just to sort of keep my heart rate down, which I've managed to, I think it was 142 average. So with a 529 pace, so that's not too bad. So it's pretty hilly. And then um, had a couple of rest days, busy at work. And then Saturday we all did um, park run in the rain. That was pretty fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> the only park run that was available to do locally, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, a lot of lot of people dealing with um, a lot of park runs dealing with the heavy rain that we've had just flooding because most of them all all of um, Kedron Brook would be cancelled. Champside they they're probably all cancelled because they follow creek lines. Petrie cancelled. Warner Lake was open. So interestingly enough, they had a, a, a double first place, a tied finish on Saturday. Really? So two two runners got nineteen eleven. So I'm not sure how that works, but sorry, what park run was that? At Warner Lakes. Warner so Lakes. Warner Lakes. Yeah, Warner Lakes, two runners finished at 19.11. So I'm not sure how that works, if they get the same time and they cross the line, who gets the line on us or whether they both get the same 
the same uh, finishing. Don't know. You still get first, second, but at the same time, who knows? <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Fraser oh. Barden. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Self? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Keep going. And then today, um, a big run we'll talk about is your run. We just all come along for a bit of a um, bit of a support sort of run, really. But I enjoyed it. Um, it's good to open the legs up a bit. Um, and got twenty three and a half k's. It was just a two hour run for me. That was my plan. But I was going to try and keep up with you in that tempo section. But yeah, no chance. The oh, woolly mobile no. just accelerated away. It was good though, wasn't it? it was good until <laughs> yeah, we hit that good. wind on the way back. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what did you do, Steve? Did you turn around at what point? Uh, we we turned yeah. at Woody Point, so we run out along the jetty at Woody Point there. Yeah. So basically, basically we did jetty to jetty, really, like from um, the pier starting point where where we met you, Fraser, and then we run all the way over, run along the jetty at Woody Point, and yeah. turned around ninety minutes, which brought us probably halfway across the bridge, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. So we're halfway. Yeah, at 90 minutes, we just picked it up and tried to sort of hold that 4.30 pace. I got 3Ks in, but then that was me. I was gassed and went back to just a normal run. So with that run there, it was supposed to be 30 minutes. I think I managed about 13 and a half or so at 4.30 pace. And then I went back to the the easy pace we were doing beforehand, which was still pretty good. And then I finished with um, just over half a K at 4.30 again, just to finish off to the finish line there back at the start. Ended up being 23 and a half K, so not too bad. What did you do, Willie? Did you go back all the way to the pier and then turn yeah, back again? Well, it I went all the way back to where the cars were, mm. back past, then did a U-turn, and then went back away from the cars and then turned around and came back to the cars and then turned around again and come back. Just I'll explain it like later when I'm explaining what I've done this week. Yeah. Yeah, bloody hard. And that was me anyway. That was me. Four runs and 56Ks. Mate, that run today topped me up nicely, so it's still in a good week, I guess. That's good, man. It's good. Like, be good to Mm. do that more often together, you know? I I think so. Next week is just an easy run for me, so we could probably all do that together. Yeah. What are we doing the um, catch-up next week? Oh, yeah. yeah. We are doing the the community run. Yeah. Yeah. I might do it on the Saturday, switch it up, do it on the Saturday. And um, yeah, Sunday's the uh, the community group run at uh, Decker Park. So yeah. uh, be there at 7 a.m. If, you, if you're keen on coming, we've had a few people RSVP already. So looking like yep. we'll have a good group of runners there. Um, how did you do this week, Fraze, with your running? Get much yeah, done? did 50K all up this week. Oh, good shit. effort, mate. Good. Yeah. So I did, uh, the only day I had off was Wednesday. I was going to go out for a run, but I was just real busy with work at the moment. But um, yeah, I did a few, uh, what was it this week? Yeah, so I did a just easy run on the Monday. Um, Tuesday, did a treadmill session, just did 10 minute warm up, five by two minutes on, two minutes off. Yeah. About. 4.15 a K pace. That's good. And, the, and the off pace was at five minute a K. That's good, pace. So, yeah, that was all right. Felt pretty good. Um, and then Thursday, that's when it started raining hard, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I just went to the gym and did an 8K run at the gym. Um, yeah, yesterday I just did... 
was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. No, Friday. I did a um, just under seven k easy easy run, and then yesterday just did gym, five k run on the treadmill, and then um, yeah, this morning did twelve k all up. Yeah. Um, so I turned around after six k, um, ran back with Noel because he was doing twelve k this morning. Yeah. And that was it. Worked out five twenty five pace, our average pace all up. And then this afternoon, I just went to the gym and just did 3K easy on the treadmill. So that topped my week up to oh, 49.99K. Oh, so give, you, give, you, <laughs> give you 50, Fraser. It was <laughs> <laughs> quite warm this morning, wasn't it? Like we went from park run yesterday being windy and cold and rainy. I think it was 18 degrees or something when we were at the park run. And then today it was 23 degrees when we started at six. And like 100, 100% humidity. Yeah, when um when the sun came out this yeah. afternoon, I was just boiling. Yeah, it was hot. So humid. I was going to say yeah. when the sun came up this morning, it was just so hot. Yeah, it was. It was raining. After I drove back from Sandgate back to Albany Creek, it was still raining. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get any rain, Fraser. <laughs> we no. somehow avoided it. It was just steaming. Oh, no. It just wasn't raining. So, it wasn't raining no. there at Sandgate, but it was back at Albany Creek. Yeah. It was just that real fine rain that just yeah. starts. Yeah. That rain. It's so. disgusting, though. It was like, buddy, I think we're about two Ks in that run. We went, how hot is it? You know, like, it's just yeah. rain. It's a, it's a month from winter. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't Seriously. wait to get back and just like <laughs> jump in the shower. Just yeah. Like, Steve, Steve was looking for a swim afterwards to wet his feet, but it was about a five-meter climb down on the rocks, wasn't it, Steve? <laughs> yeah, like down a cliff yeah. face. I was like, no way <laughs> am I doing that. No. Nah. Uh, so how's your week? You're slowly, slowly tracking yeah. really good Ks up there, Steve. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I whizzed through my week. Um, yeah, mate. There's not – oh, yeah, there's, there's two good sessions to talk about, really. But Monday I did um, 12K on the treadmill, which was an hour. I think we had really bad wind or um, I think it was raining, but it, but the wind was really bad. So I just thought, oh, I'm not going out there dealing with that. So run on the treadmill. Yeah. I guess for any of the international listeners, we've had more floods again in Brisbane. It's we've just having the worst run of weather. So we've had like just shock and rain all week and poor Nathan's been rescuing his horses again from his, from all the paddocks on his farm. And yeah, it's been pretty, pretty bad yeah so so monday i run on the treadmill uh, at home because i just didn't want to deal with the weather uh, tuesday was a rest day wednesday i had a session it was uh, like a warm-up with some strides and stuff like that and then six times three minute efforts at 5k race pace and um i ended up going to my gym where i where i do all the strength training and i run on their treadmill because the, the weather was just atrocious and I did, um, I did the six by three minute efforts with the warm up, warm down, and the um, it was a two minute jog recovery. And oh man, I was flying! Like I actually, I just started to feel like my fitness is progressing a little bit. I had yeah. the pace, uh, I had the treadmill. The Sorry, what pace were your efforts? Well, I don't really know exactly, but I was on the on the treadmill at the gym. Uh, I was between 19 and 20 K 
So like wow. some reps, I was at 19, some I was at 19.5. And then the last one I was at 20. And yep. I mean, I don't know how accurate this is, but I was checking on the like internet and I think it was between 310 and 320 pace, like probably more like 320 pace, to be honest. But it did say um, 19.5, 310K pace, but I don't reckon it was that quick. But I really, I'm going to do that more often because it just kind of takes the, um, like you don't have to think. All you got to do is just concentrate on not falling off. And you've got to run that quick. You just got to keep running because the treadmill is just going and you're like, and then as soon as that three minute, um, the, the time bracket run up, I just click nine Ks an hour. So it yeah. slowed right down and then I bumped it up to like 11 or 12. And just, that was what pace my um, rests were at. And um, I was flying. Yeah. So that was another 12 K I think. And then Thursday was like gym. So I was on the, uh, doing all my leg weights and stuff in the gym, a little bit of upper body, but mostly um, calves and um, leg press and all that sort of stuff. And then um, Friday, I did 12K easy in an hour. Saturday was uh, supposed to be an easy 45-minute run, and I was going to go to North Lakes Park Run and do that, but it was cancelled. Petrie Park Run was cancelled just about every park run locally was cancelled except for Sandgate and Redcliffe, wasn't it? I mean, near yeah. us on the north yeah, side yeah. of Brisbane. So we we all met up at um, Sandgate Park Run, me, Steve and Wax, and uh, they they ran like much harder than me, but I just cruised around. So my total for that day was what was, what was on the program. That was 45 minutes. And then um, today was like a marathon workout session and uh, – Geez, it was pretty tough. Um, I definitely, I worked out after it that I, I just didn't drink enough water because once it started getting hot, I started feeling pretty bad and uh, I've learned a lesson from that. I need to drink more water if I'm going to do one of them long runs again because I just, yeah, yeah. I'll explain what happened. But we, we there was um, me, Fraser, Steve Sparling, um, Cam, was it Campbell? What's his second name? Higgs. Campbell Higgs. Yeah, and uh, Noel from the Striders. We were all, all running together. So we run 90 minutes easy. And then at the 90 minute point, we did 30 minutes at 420s. It was between 420 and 430 pace. And like that felt really easy. Like I felt really good on those, um, on, on, in that 30 minute, like, bracket i was running 420s pretty much consistently felt really easy and then on the 15 minute easy when when i joined um wax that's when it started getting really hot and i started feeling like sick on the actual recovery like we slowed to five minute 20 pace on the like that the 15 so so i did 30 minutes at 420s and i was supposed to do 15 minutes easy and then 15 minutes at 410 to 415 pace and on the 15 minute easy, I started feeling really crook. So I stopped and got a couple of drinks and um, I said to Brad, shit, man, I don't feel too good. eh?" And um, Brad was like, oh, I'll just, just sit on my tail. I'll, I'll, um, I'll run the splits. And I said, well, like it's between 410 and 415. So if we're at 415 pace, don't panic. Cause that's still like what the program says. And uh, we started and we were, 
every time I checked my watch, we were like 420 pace. So I was supposed to be tucking in behind him, trying to get out of the wind. I ended up passing him, I think, I think on the first K. And he was like, you're going too quick. And I was like, no, we're not. So the first K was 418, a little bit slow. And then I started feeling dreadful. And the next K was 418. And then the next K was 418. So I was, com- I was too slow in that last 15-minute effort. But I think I was super dehydrated and um, yeah, I was, yeah, I won't do that again. I've learned a lesson well, from that. It was stupid though. You got to take that into account. Yeah. And I, and I had to, like, I knew I was going to need some gels. And so I just bought gels from Coles down the road. Like um, I don't even know what brand they were, but they would, after I took the first one, I took the first one at about eight Ks into the run. And when, just before we started the first 30 minutes, of uh, hard work, I started getting really bad, like gut pain. And I was like, oh man, this is just not good. And then once I finished that 30 minutes of uh, 420s, I took the next gel and I just, yeah, I don't think they agreed with me. They were just. They weren't the Cadell Evans ones, were they? Nah. Oh, mm, maybe. Do a lime. Maybe. They've got a cyclist on it and they got a lime and they got like a raspberry one. Nathan Barden has just joined the chat, everyone. I quite like that. How are you, Nathan? I'll go and grab them in a minute and, and oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't bag them out, but they just didn't agree with me. Depends what's in, uh, what's the sugar. Usually it's the sugar in it that can upset your gut. It was um, just, did you have any, Steve, to, did you have any, um, like proper drinks with you or? No. Nah. And then I worked out, like I said to Steve, I, I figured when we, when we got home, I was like, geez, I've got this pounding headache. I'm like, it's almost like I've got a hangover, you know, like when you've been out on the piss like drinking beers and stuff. And then off like the penny dropped and I was like, man, I didn't drink any water. I had a cup of tea first thing in the morning when I woke up and then I had like a few swigs of water from my bottle and that was it. Probably a hundred mils missing. <laughs> yeah. And then I stopped and had a couple of drinks after the 30 minutes of, at four twenties. But I think the damage was done. Like it was too late. Like I was already dehydrated. Is that today's run? Sorry. Yeah. Is that today's run? Yes, yeah, yeah. You, you've missed most How many of that. Ks did you do at four minutes twenty? Seven. Yeah, I don't know. Thirty minutes. It was thirty minutes at yeah. four twenty to four thirty pace. And like I was saying, Nathan, I, I felt so comfortable on those. Like I ran a couple of them under four twenty pace. And I was trying to slow myself down. I felt really good. And then as I joined Brad and did the last bit, the last probably five minutes of that thirty minutes on started feeling sick like i just started feeling horrible and then um, you go for breakfast nothing so you did it went on the 30k round with no breakfast i couldn't eat i couldn't eat man i'm not like you if i ate i'd be oh, i have to yeah. force myself to eat yeah mm. that might be it. did you take an electrolyte drink with you no yeah you got yeah. you just what, you burnt out what, what an amateur yeah. right all this cr- all this sort of dawned juice. on me uh, like as it was happening, as I started feeling dreadful, I was thinking, "Man, I haven't really got had no much energy. to drink. Like, I've got no water." Fucking, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, um, well, I this is do, the case. I won't do that again. How about that Mount Cuther run you did? And Steve thought he took with him. Uh, he had coke that he let it go flat in his bottle, and he oh, had yeah. some snake. And then uh, when he finished the race, he realised he was drinking um, diet coke. So it was sugar, no, sugar free. Um, sugar-free orange drink. Oh. It's definitely placebo though, because every time I took a swig, I was like, "Oh yeah, I feel better now." That sugar's <laughs> kicking in. 
as quickly. That's yeah. half of it, though. That's how you can lose a lose a, any kind of race. It's just that that um, nutrition side of things. You could be. The and the problem is, is it's like once it's happening, it's too late. Too late. There's you nothing you can do before. about it. Right, yeah, you need to be hydrated the day before, like yeah, you know, yeah. Start early. Magnesium as well. Every magnesium day. load. I drink heaps of water, like normally. So, yeah, but you want an electrolyte drink as well, probably the day before. A couple of electrolyte drinks, some amino acids, um, and stack up on the magnesium for that that big run the next day. Yeah, because yeah. when you're working, like you work pretty hard, you're outdoors, you're sweating away, like you're mm. sweating as well, and you're losing all those yeah. minerals. You need to, you need to be replenishing. I, if I was you, I'd be doing an electrolyte drink like mid morning, like lunch come lunchtime, easy, just yeah. to work. Yeah. Well, next brief, time brief. I've got to do one of them big workouts, I'm definitely gonna like, yeah, fuel. Get on early, day before. And I run with a belt. I've got that little belt. I bought one for Fraser for Christmas, and I just tuck my gels in that, and you can fit a little. That's what, what Steve had today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. 250 mil little water bottle in them. But that run I did yesterday, the 20K, I wore my Salomon uh, little vest with gels and my two, you know, 500 mil of water, 500 mil of electrolyte. Mm. Steve, yes. you should just probably like get, like, you know, if you're going to do it with other people, get one person each to carry a, one of those yeah. drink, hold all drink things and then. I just yeah. thought I just thought to myself, I've got two gels, I'll be fine. Like, and obviously it wasn't. It's the water that let me down. It was really the water. I was dehydrated. Had a pounding headache all day. I've had to take bloody that'd Panadol. Be, be Sorry, Steve. What have you tried to say a few times? <laughs> just briefly, you took off. Wax had a little rest, and then you come flying back past, and you're saying Steve's going. Oh, I wasn't hitting the right paces, and you told me the wrong paces yesterday. I said I told you exactly what I read off Steve's message. <laughs> And I think you, <laughs> he's going, no, no, Steve, Steve Woolley said it was um, 4.10 pace to 4.15. And you told me it was 4.20. I said, it is 4.20. I said, oh, I remember. And, and I looked at your thing just before when um, you were just saying that. And it's 30 minutes at 4.20 to 4.30 pace, which you nailed. I think you got 7Ks. I had a look. And then the 15 minutes easy, then 15 minutes at 4.10 to 4.20. So wax was on bang on. So four eight. What was your last? Was... Uh, what did you do the last sort of ten k? Oh, shit! I don't know. I'm sure, because of there was rest. What were you there was like well, the whole average? thing overall was like five minute k's. I think. Yeah. So we, what pace were we doing on the first ninety minutes, Steve? Like we would. Um, was average was like oh it's five 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 fifteen maybe average over that yeah. ninety minutes. I think my watch said, and then yeah, he stepped it up to four twenty pace, Steve. Steve good dropped it down a little bit harder than us and took off. 30K, good to have in a bag. Yeah. yeah. Especially a few of those out every weekend. Like five no, I just, Steve, I just like know, that I, I know that I could have hit those 410s easy if I just didn't feel so rubbish. And I mean, I guess that's just part of it. But nah, good mm. good to um, good to know where I'm at. Still got seven weeks. So I'm, I've got to iron all these little um, problems out. You know, and then you got to think about what you're going to take in the race as well. You're going to rely on what there is on the side of the side that what they supply because they do supply electrolyte drink, don't they? But um, you've got to think: is it what I'm going to like? Is it going to is it going to mess my gut up? And um, and then you you got to take your own stuff, gels and such forth with you as well. I'll I'll yeah. stick with the Morton gels again, 
and um, I'll have to drink the water and the electrolytes that they supply. But the Striders is going to have a table, I think, at about 30K. So I'll have like... Um, You've got to get those electrolytes in and find yeah. out what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're using. I think they have, they have put it on their website. Yeah, it's on the yeah. website. I'm not sure what it is either. Yeah. But at the 30K mark, I'll either have a, a Morton drink or I'm going to try that tailwind. I'm going to actually try that tailwind on the next couple of long runs. See how yeah, see I'm how that goes with your gut. People either love it or hate it. Mm. It divides the room. Yeah. You might find a bad bit too much on your gut. Those Mortine gels as well, they do one with caffeine, one without. <laughs> Mortine. <a bit> <laughs> Mortine. Mortine. For the cockroaches. Yeah, and then you can yeah, just Mortine. eat it. The Morton, the Morton, uh, they do one with uh caffeine, one yeah. without, so you got to just work out which one you want. And then there's a different amount of carbohydrate ones, like with the 100 and the 360, the ones are really stacked in sugar. Just be aware of that. But they use yeah. maltodextrin, which is pretty good on the gut. Um, so, I've never had any uh, problem with the Morton before, it's like the one of the only ones yeah. that I've felt good, yeah. After taking. That, that's it. Then that probably whatever gels you had, you mm. might have, they might have had glucose and fructose in it, which. A good sugar boost, but they just hit the gut. And if you've got a pretty empty gut anyway, you just got bored. Oh, do you want to do your yeah. week, Nate? I'll go and grab yeah, one of them gels and I'll show, yeah, I'll show you the ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all sweaty, buddy. What's going on? Mate, it was, it was so humid. And I was, um, I've just been busy fixing stuff after the flood, mate. So I've had to, uh, the horse put his foot through, uh, well, the bridge, the bridge that we have a little crossing. So it didn't get injured, but, um, I've had to fix that up. And then we've had to, then I've been uh, jet washing and cleaning stuff down. And I did a quick uh, 5K to finish off 50 for the week on the uh, treadmill with the weighted yeah. vest. Did a 5K walk. Uh, sorry, two and a half Ks at 10% incline. Um, and then I took the vest off and did two and a half Ks just running at zero. Um, so just just flat. But this week I've done two 10K runs before the, um, before the flood came. That was Monday, Tuesday. And then... Uh, yesterday evening, I thought it looked like it was clearing. So I thought, right, I'll get my 20K in that I wanted to do. Did 20K on the road, um, but then got smashed in the rain. It was just basically around 15K in the rain. So yeah. um, wow. good hilly run, 273 meters of elevation over the 20K um, and ended up in the dark. And uh, yep. and so that was four. And then I did a 5K on the treadmill one one evening so i was just at 45k i wanted to round it off just to get my 50k yeah well cool how many k's is that a lot that's pretty that's a good week for the week 50 that's for the awesome week. oh was it 49.99 k's or was it 50 right. no it was definitely 50 because it was telling oh. I, I looked it up and it said i'd done 45 so, we uh, gave fraser 50 he got 49.99 was it Fraser? no oh, did he he just walked down to the to the pool and back to be right I've got yeah. a chat for a walk yet anyway, so that rounded up. Those winners, what are they, Steve? What have they got in them? You read what sugar's in them? Um, the sugars is 6.4 grams, and the Carbohydrate. carbohydrates is 66.2. Is that per 100 mil or per that, serve? That is, yeah, it doesn't. Oh, per 100 mil, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so per serve is probably back third of that half of that what is actually when it says ingredients what's the sugar can you see it is it too small um, yeah it doesn't say maltodextrin oh maltodextrin okay that's all right yeah that's what's They're in quite... the, the morton so something in there obviously didn't 
mm. sit with your gut, but you might have because you had an empty gut and you only had a cup of tea. That probably didn't feel too good hitting it. It was Quite thick, aren't really... they, Steve? Those ones. Sorry, they're real thick. They're real thick. Those yeah, ones, that's aren't what they? I was just going to say. That was probably the like it was so thick you couldn't. You even mm. though you swallowed it, you you're water. just feeling it in your mouth. You're like, oh, just. You need. What, did, what was Noel telling you this morning that you should have the drink? Oh, we had this conversation. Yeah. With every uh, bit of gel. Yeah, yeah. To to break it down in your in your yeah. gut. Yeah. Because yeah. when, when we got back over the bridge, uh, Noel stopped at his um gel and then had a drink of water and i, I did yeah. the same i did the same with my one how, and did, how far did you run froze i just did 12 six out six back must give a shout out to noel bernie um he's uh, uh he's involved with the striders but i think he's mainly involved in the Redcliffe triathlon club and uh yeah he's a real real good guy and he's really knowledgeable he's been running for years run at a really high level when he was younger I've done a couple of like seminars with him a nudgy track going through all like, uh, you know, proper running drills and stuff. It's really good. I use a lot of what he's taught us. Um, if I'm going to do a session and I've got heaps of time, I, I was telling Sparling this morning, I use the, uh, all of the drills that he taught us and oh, yeah, if you can do them before you do a session, geez, it really warms everything up properly. And that just got to be disciplined enough to, to do them. It's all. just getting the hips and everything moving in it and all yep. that. That's what he does. You know, all those drills of opening up your hips and yeah, I've seen a lot of Chris Hinshaw. I watch him. He does. They do a lot of that. Hip, oh, probably ten minutes of it. Yeah, hip stuff. Just yeah. before any any track session, it must make a it must make a big difference. You just need heaps of time. Like you probably need twenty minutes to do everything all up, all the run throughs, the bounding, the skipping. Um, yeah, there's so much that you can do. But once you actually do it, your first rep is just good because you're completely warmed up properly. Whereas if you and just do wax, a, wax he, doesn't do warm ups. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't believe in him. No, he did do a warm up this morning. He did. No, that was a run for the crapper. I think. Yeah. 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 He needed to get to the low. <laughs> <laughs> How many yeah, K did right. he do today? Uh, well, I don't know, about eight or something. Yeah. Eight or nine. How was his week? How many did he get out of his week? Go? I don't know, but he did do a pretty good week. He's, he's, um, and Spartan, I missed. What was your week? How many k? Uh, fifty six. Yeah, four, four. Only did four runs, but yeah, the bulk of it was today. Today was twenty three and a half. So, That's good. how many k's did you do up all, Woolly? Seventy five. You dropped any weight? Have you noticed all that doing it up in the k's a bit? Probably have, and I've been like just a bit more disciplined all around with food and stuff like that. So I probably have. You've been have you been working this week because of the weather? Yeah, yeah. bits and pieces, but got rained out a couple of days. Yep. Just been um, shocking. I guess um, we should bring the the guest of today's episode in, Mr. Brenton Swartz, or BZ, as he's commonly known. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, We're all excited to talk about the Jetty to Jetty. It's our favourite local event. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, do you want to just start by just giving us a bit of background on you? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm originally originally an Adelaide born and bred. I moved up to Brisbane probably about 18 years ago now for the good weather. Um, I didn't actually get into running until about seven years ago. I busted my knee playing AFL, just a club sport down in Adelaide. Had a knee reconstruction at 25 with a couple of little tackers. So the knee wasn't too great. 
uh, had another cleanup about 12 months later, not knowing if I could walk properly as a young father, let alone get into running. And then it was probably 2014, I went down the Gold Coast and was in the stands watching a few friends finish half marathons and started being inspired by, I knew the journey of my friends doing the halves, but um, yeah, the journey of those crossing the line, uh, didn't matter what shape or form or there were, you know, elderly people that came across the line looking in better shape than a young fit buck. So it was pretty, uh, pretty inspiring. Uh, following year, I turned, that was my year of 40. So I started running in January. So you're uh, 40. Yeah, year of 40, I started running. Wow. So uh, got down the Gold Coast six months later for my first half marathon. Unreal. Yeah, yeah it was as, as awesome as I pictured the year before. So that last few K, I think from 17 kilometers, um, partner at the time she was struggling and at that point I was just I was boosted by the crowd high-fiving the kids on the side <laughs> um, didn't realize everybody knew me because my name was on my bib I thought I was famous for some reason <laughs> but, um, a, yeah you still pick up some foolish things no matter how long you've been running for yeah so that uh, that was the start of my journey and then um, got into yeah went crazy the next year did quite a few halves uh, ran my first marathon in the third year, 2017 Sunny Coast. Um, I didn't know 32K was halfway, so found out the hard way. All the, the calves, uh, the hamstrings, everything wanted to explode on me with 10K to go. Um, mm-hmm. And then since then, just been, just been enjoying it. Um, I live at Sandgate, so I got stuck into park run and then uh, put my hand up and started volunteering there as run director um about five and a half years ago so but just been loving giving back to the community so you're like the, the run director at sandgate park run yeah we've got uh dean and vanessa kicked it off 10 years ago as a as the event and we've got um we've pretty much had five couples so five partners um take two weeks at a time um and we rotate got a good community within that team um two weeks on four weeks or eight weeks off uh, but we always pitch in and help out if anybody needs uh needs a feeling oh mate we all love parkrun like we're we're just massive parkrun fans i just think it's the best thing ever you know we've all we all met well we uh fraser and nathan and i know each other from uh from the uk but we met steve at north lakes parkrun and we've made just so many friends it's just such a great community in that it's so good on a saturday morning all over the world yeah yeah. um I mean, still, it's funny that some countries don't do it, but um, which is a shame. Um, and in France, there's only eight park runs in the whole of France. And it's like such a big country, such a big population, 60 million people population or something. But um, it's just so good to think at like 7 a.m. Uh, in Australia, all over Australia, there's thousands of people just running around. It's free. They do 5K. And if that's the only run they do all week, it's still great to know that there's all these people running because you see like all different shapes and sizes, as you say, and forms. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's and some of these people would, you know, they might not run the rest of the week, but they get up, they get there on a Saturday morning. It just kick starts your day off, and you just go and do five k and run uh, or walk or you know, and, and get out. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just such a great thing to see. I actually saw a uh, on a post on Facebook. There's a doctor somewhere, I think, in Sydney has been prescribing park run. <laughs> to like his patients pretty good especially eh? with depression i reckon with depression because yeah. they show that um exercise 
is as effective as a low Zoloft. And Zoloft was the number one, but used to be the number one prescribed antidepressant. But a study, there is actually proper clinical studies to show that exercise is as effective as low dose Zoloft. So, um, and doctors, awesome. when I talk to them, when I used to do antidepressants, they used to talk about that. They go, oh, you know, they can just go and do some exercise. So, hey, um, yeah, hey busy. In, in the scheme, in the scheme of things, in the parkrun um, field, um, you're saying Sandgate started ten and a half years. Did you just say before? Uh, ten to ten this November. Well, there you go. So that would be one of the first ones north of Brisbane. Is that correct? Yeah, I think New Farm was kicking off already. Um, but yeah, Sandgate's yep. up in Adelaide. Yeah, and it's a, quite a big one. I see lots of numbers up around that 400 mark most weeks. Yeah, before COVID, we were we were averaging 450 a week. Um, yeah. Then we got over 700 one week. And obviously every year, the Bird Squad and a few of the other teams come out um, mid-June. Yeah. And uh, do a speed week. So we get, uh, I think we had 100 and one year I came 148th and I was sub 20. Yeah. Oh, wow. Crazy. Sub 20, you're top 10 at North Lakes. Uh, well, yeah. Anywhere else, yeah. But um, yeah. here, yeah, one week a year, we uh, have a really quick run. Sandgate Park yeah. Run is the uh, most accurate distance one because you know North Lakes is <laughs> just under, yeah. just uh, under four point nine two. I think my last five. one had been. But I did the Michi one that was seemed to be just under five k. Yeah. But I did Sandgate a couple of weeks ago, and it's yeah, dead on, dead on five k. I'm surprised yeah. no one measures it with a proper measuring wheel. Just to yeah. get it, you know, like well, probably those like them. out and back the most accurate because if you're doing laps, yeah, like yeah. North Lakes, you're doing three laps, you you, you take a little short corners, yeah, yeah, somewhere. North yeah. Lakes is definitely short. It hurts to say it, but yeah. it is. <laughs> I ran wide deliberately at North Lakes last time I was there, and I still ended up short. Yeah, I've done the same, eh? I've done the same when I've jogged around. I've just you know, tried to zigzag a bit and I still had like 4.9 something. Yeah. So BZ, you're, you're now the, let's get it right. The race director for the Jetty to Jetty half marathon. Uh, well, we actually, um, so Morton Bay Roadrunners, I joined in with the club um, probably about five years ago. Um, so Redcliffe is where Morton Bay Roadrunners started back in 1986. And so the following year, they actually, there was only about um, 10 or 15 uh, members of the club, the small club, uh, decided to go for a 10k run. They started at Redcliffe Jetty and ran down to Woody Point, uh, the pier there, turned around and went back again. So um, the club obviously got bigger and bigger and we're, they're only a small club at the point. Um, so then they sort of, um, well, they got the support of what is now Morton Bay Regional Industry Tourism. So they actually um, grabbed the ticket and produced and run the event for our club um, and we obviously from a club we feed a lot of volunteers into the event uh, we do the pacing but the beauty about the um, jetty to jetty it's 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 raises charity it raises money um, I wasn't aware before I started running or even when I first started running how much money goes back into the community all the little non-for-profit clubs uh, surf life saving boy scouts everyone who chips in and uh, does a volunteering gig whether it's marshalling or water stations uh, money goes back into their clubs so that's been uh, spectacular and, and it's yeah obviously been growing since 1986. So yeah, I'll get up in the morning and do a bit of a, a spiel about the club and, and the history for it and also the history of uh, the Jetty to Jetty. 
Um, and then I'm actually, I've got a pacer gig again this year. So yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal to jump on there with a couple of balloons and encourage people to achieve their goals. And what other involvement do you have with the Jetty to Jetty? Yeah, so it's actually the, the license is owned by our club. So um, every we've got a three-year arrangement at the moment with uh, the Moreton Bay Regional Institute Tourism. And uh, we'll go through that process as that current arrangement comes to an end, I think, for next year. We'll make sure there's something in place for the three years to follow. So um, from the regional uh, industry and tourism, obviously that pulls in um, people into the Redcliffe, into the peninsula. Obviously, that's good for small business and everything else as well. Mate, you were talking about the history. Yeah. What point did it change from a 10K to the half? Yay. So we've actually got one of the old timers in the club has actually provided a bit of, uh, bit of info on it. So it actually kicked off. Uh, the club itself was a Redcliffe City Council at Peter Houston back in 1885. Um, it was it kicked off to try and raise money actually to support the little A's there at Langdon Park. They're still, they're still run there. Um, and then 86, yep, started to run Redcliffe to Woody Point and back. It then actually changed and ran across the old Hornybrook Bridge um, in 99. The committee, yes, yeah, so in 1999, it became too large. So we um, got the support of what was then Ray Event Management. Uh, and it's changed a couple of names or a few different places. Uh, the half was then incorporated. Just We had a few members in the club. Uh, we actually had, uh, well, it got to about 3,500. So just the size of it, we needed to sort of break it up a bit. So they added that extra distance. It's actually the longest running um, half marathon in SEQ, I believe. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we've been pretty proud. Obviously, we've got, we changed the course uh, just before COVID hit down to Pelican Park now, just to give us that bigger area. Um, up near Woody Point, it's a bit tight there around the Belvedere. So, um, yeah, Pelican Park start and finish now gives us that great opportunity to, to feed in and mix after the run as well. Yeah. And it's got like yes. a really good, a really good, um, like a race precinct, doesn't it? In that, yeah. in that park. Absolutely. We've got a few more uh, wheelchair competitors this year as well. Um, yeah. And we've taken out that zigzag at the top end at Scarborough as well to make it easier for the runners, um, but also wheelchair competitors too. Oh, up that, up the pathway, up the hill. Yeah. 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 It's tough. I hate that. <laughs> it's only little, yeah. but it's, uh, it's a killer. Yeah. Actually, I went for a walk through the markets there today. So the, the course actually runs straight through the Redcliffe markets as they're setting up in the morning. And they're the major sponsors for the half marathon, uh, for the 10K, I think. Um, and when you get there at about 7K and the, the popcorn's already popping and the, the coffee machine's working and the bacon and eggs are smelling through there, you just yeah. you want to stop at that point. But uh, <laughs> out and back, another 7K, 14K, your belly's starting to feel on the way through again on the way back. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful coastal run. Absolutely delight to run. We were talking earlier about that finish at the Belvedere. I actually preferred that. Um, so once you go up over Scott's Point, you go that last three or 400 metres down the hill and you see the last corner and, you, and you're off down that straight and then one corner and you're there. Yeah. I actually kind of like that finish for the half. <laughs> um, and I said to Steve, now you sort of do that hill climb and the finish and then you've got a, like a two and a bit K to, down yeah. to Pelican Park. It's a bit of a bit of a slog after you think oh, in years gone by, that used to be the finish and now I've still got to run further. Yeah, um, we did have a we had a few slips and slides at the bottom of that corner though. Uh, you get a few excited ones coming down to finish off a sharp corner before yep. two hundred. Yeah. Um, actually, I was pacer last last year. I was pacing the half, 
And I encourage everybody as they got to that 19, if uh, 18K, you start the hill to come up. And mm. I said to them, you know, I'll, I'll stick on pace. If you drop back on the downhill, you'll have me. And I lost every single one of my group as soon as that downhill came. They just ran on and ran that last 2K to the finish line. Yeah. Oh, is there any, um, you got any idea of how um, over time, is there like a PB that sticks out for that um, course, the half marathon? Is there like a really quick time that someone's done? Jeez, there was a couple of quick times last year. Unfortunately, I'm still out on course when everyone's finishing at the front of the queue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of quick ones last year. I think there were a couple of um, really close to each other as well. Yeah. 64 minutes, I think, wasn't it? it was um, Something like that, eh? Yeah, I think she was up there. Do you pay any like uh, appearance money to get good names there? Um, I think in the in the history of the club, we had Monteghetti come one year. Um, and I think someone in the club actually had him sleeping on the couch that year. <laughs> Good me. Um, I was going to ask about Monangetti. What year was that? And he oh, ran the 10K, didn't he? Yeah. It was before I was even a runner. Yeah. Peter Lewis from the Striders was telling me that he came out and I think he was like really just there to sort of run with the crowd and he just smoked everyone, run like 30 minutes, something just blew everyone away. Pretty cool to say you've had Monangetti run your event though. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. I know. I think sixty-five minutes might be a little bit quick, but I know they um they start the ten k about an hour or so after the the twenty-one. And I remember the first time I did it was a ten k, and they um they held us back because the runners were coming up over Scotts Point, and they said <laughs> so they were going to hold it off for like two minutes to start, so you could see the first guys come through. And I think it might have been, uh, might have been an hour eleven or something. So yeah, seventy-one minutes for the the half marathon or something like that. It's bloody quick. Is both finishes at the same point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to look it up, the results. It was quicker than that. I know it was um, It was a local guy and a guy from down south, Kieran Tall and might be Liam Boudini, I think his name is. And I'm sure, yeah, I, might have been like 66 minutes or something, but it was super quick. Is that yeah. the fastest time it's been won in, 66? Be Maybe, close, yeah. I think. Well, Kieran Perkins won it the year before, I think. It's a fast course, isn't it? It is a really fast yeah. course, bar that little hill. Yeah. yeah. Does it start from Woody Point? No, Pelican Park now. So closer to Clontaff, closer to the bridge, Ted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the old days, you start at the Belvedere and go for a loop around the harbour up that yeah. end. Yeah. And then now it's, you stop after you go up, um, what's that, Scarborough is Beach, is it? Does yeah, it stop at Scarborough so you don't have to run up the hill? Uh, well, you just run through the car park now and um, just up to the corner, turn around, yeah. come back again. But we stick to the we stick to the coast now as well. We don't run up past um, past the hotels at the top. We just um, stick to the shore. Yeah, here, here we go. I've got the results right. So last year, I pronounced his name wrong, which isn't a surprise. Um, Liam Boudin, he did sixty five minutes and three wow. seconds. Then Kieran Tall was sixty five minutes forty eight seconds. And Wayne Spies was third in uh, one hour ten twenty six. Wayne Spies is a uh, forty to forty nine age group, so that's pretty impressive. Ooh. Whereas uh, Kieran Tall's, yeah, they're they're both the n- number one and two were fifteen to twenty nine. So I'm assuming they're sort of like early twenties. Yeah, yeah I'm, pre- quick, I'm pretty sure if it was a soccer game, one of both, if not both of them, would have got red cards because I remember running past them and they were on their way back and they they were locking arms. I reckon <laughs> going along, um, coming back towards the Redcliffe jetty there. So along the waterfront, I remember seeing them coming at me, and I swear they were like 
elbow to elbow. Eh? And I, yeah. I remember talking to a few people after. Did you see those guys in the front? And and yeah, to, to that that's still like what's that? Probably about seven or eight k's from the finish line, and they still finish so close together. Eh? Just flying, yeah. eh? Yeah. But yeah, definitely yeah. remember them sort of locking elbows and sort of giving them each other a bit of a nudge as they're running along, eh? Have you got any like elite locked in for this year that you know of? Oh, I do. Um, Andy in the in our club committee, he uh, he works with uh, Embrit to pop it all together. Um, Embrit are a phenomenal group. They've got um, some great skill sets set up in there to to um, to communicate, and market the entire thing. Um, I Andy would have a run sheet of who signed up already, but um, sales are going pretty well. Um, it's well over fifty percent, all sold out already. So um, yeah, wow. it's looking. How good many can you time. hold? Uh, I think we're at. Uh, I think we may still be under restrictions for COVID, but um, I think we had uh, 3,260 last year around that figure. So we're, we're expecting that the same, if not a bit more again this year. Um, last year, we probably had a few still holding off with um, fear and concern of cancellations and so on. With Gold Coast was cancelled yeah. five days before the event last year. So um, we may have actually got a few more jump on late as well as a result of that. Um, yeah, that was that's exactly why I didn't enter. Yeah, Gold yeah. Coast got cancelled, and I was like, um, "Man, I cannot enter another event, and it be cancelled last yeah. minute." So we were fortunate last year. Yeah, um, just run under restrictions, but um, yeah, looking forward to a to a big year. Certainly won't be cancelled this year. Um, and we have always had uh, pretty good weather as well. Um, I Brad's think one of the vendors, Brad's doing it, isn't he? I think yeah. Brad signed up. Brad's entered. When's the exact date for people listening? What's the uh... Exactly. 17th of July, 17th of July, Sunday. I've got the results still up. So 2020 was actually won by Tim Vincent in 64-16, so even quicker. Oh, wow. And then Jack Bruce was second, 64-46. Kieran Perkins was third mm. in a 66-minute. Super quick, super quick times. And, mate, apparently you've managed a few marathons too and some uh, 50K events. Yeah, so I started, um, as I mentioned, it was only seven years or so. First one was a half. Second year was just going crazy with halves. I was enjoying them. Got out to a few regional ones as well. Yulba had a had a, a running event out there as well, only Roma. Um, 2017 was the first sunny coast. Uh, did a three-hour 50, I think, first marathon. So I was happy with that. But the last 10K was brutal. Um, went back the next year, redemption run. But um, did a PB, 3.38. Um, and the following year, actually, uh, I jumped over to Vietnam, Da Nang. I've got, my boy was living over there. So I went over to Da Nang and ran a marathon at um, oh, crazy conditions. Um, 38 degrees, 98% humidity. Started at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I was dripping wet after 200 metres. Um, so the first, it was two big laps. First lap was two hours, and then I was just cooked after that. Um, the second lap, there was no road marshals or anything everyone was asleep on the side of the road and all the marshals were and uh, I was just running through traffic just with the mantra my son gave me they don't want to hit you they don't want to hit you <laughs> so oh. uh, just ran through roundabouts running through um, a road that's open yeah running through open roads it was crazy but um, yeah obviously they don't want to hit anybody so uh, you've got two to the humidity is pretty mad out there like I used to go oh, um, Thai boxing training in uh, Thailand every year and Steve's been a couple of times as well to Thailand and and uh, you always end up going in wet season and it's just like so, just so humid. And Steve sent me a link the other day to a 
a British guy who used to be a British triathlete in the Olympic squad. And he went to Thailand to do a 50K race. And he said it was the most brutal thing he'd ever done because the humidity is was so high yeah. and it was like must have been 30 odd degrees but unless you've been there and you experienced you don't realize like what it's like like yeah. you just sweat literally within a minute of running you are just soaked and you just stay like that for the rest of whatever you're doing like two or three hours of tie boxing or and this guy just said didn't he it was a, it was a, it was a great video to watch the guy yeah. was just smashed took him like three weeks to recover from that he really did himself in you don't realize at the time what damage you do yourself because you just like, you just think, oh, I'll yeah. just get into it. And you get into that sort of zone, you know, when you're doing those sort of long distance stuff. Yeah. yeah. It certainly provides, um, I mean, every tough challenge though provides that reference point that you certainly remember and refer back to, you know, training through summer now in Brisbane is a lot easier than when you've got a reference point of running 42K in, in those conditions. Um, yeah. But the reference point doesn't come back to you until you're up the start line again. I remember my first 24-hour yeah. mountain bike race. And I said, oh, fuck doing that again. And then there I was, you know, a year later doing another one. And it wasn't until I got to the start line. I went, oh, yeah, I remember what this is like. Or why am I here? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Steve, I've been, uh, I got taken off the off the flat of Sandgate foreshore as well and had a mate. Um, he grew up down in Tassie, so... Uh, there's a Tasmania Gone Nuts 101k challenge you can do as a relay. So we had a few bevies on his 30th birthday watching the NRL Grand Final. And uh, two days later, we found ourselves signed up to go down to Tasmania. I'd never been before. So we rocked up and uh, yeah, we did 25k each, um, point to point. Um, beautiful down in Tassie. Uh, and the following four years, well, four years straight, we all went down as a group of four mates staying with, uh, with Aiden's mum and dad, um, bunking there for the weekend. And uh, uh, changing over the relay legs. So we did uh, 25 each year. And then the fifth year, we went down as a bit of celebration. And a couple of us did the 50K. Uh, one of the boys did the 100K. So, was that Scott Scott Perry, was it? Yeah, Scotty Perry. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, so you've done, a bit of, you've done a bit of ultra stuff yourself then? Uh, yeah. yeah, so I did the 50 last year. And then uh, I did Blackhall 50 uh, last October as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was that's meant to be a great race, isn't it? The, the Blackhall yeah, it's a beautiful course. Um, yeah, I got, I got into that. I broke the golden rule of uh, no more than 10% increase. And uh, I got bored one week. Thought I'd go out and just run 21K a day for as long as I could. I got to day 10. Um, probably day nine was the breaker because I finished at the pub, did a few laps around the sand gate, stopped in at Carding and Bar for a few hours and then got up the next morning and started running again without any stretching or recovery. So did myself an injury. So I spent about nine months just a bit of abdominal abductor, flexor, world of hurt so black hole wasn't flash for me i ran 19k and then had to hike for 31 but got the job done plenty of hills uh, in that one eh yeah it's it's actually a pretty good one is um there's two major hills and they're both switchbacks so um if you got your pegs you got your poles i was just cruising past people who were cooked they were pretty annoyed i was going past them with walking for 31k but uh, they catch me on the flat pretty easy yeah that second one's called the bluff isn't it that's like a bit of a, a bit of a climb that one yeah, how many minutes? Yeah, so at what stage is that? About thirty something k's, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the first nineteen k's, first checkpoint, then you got the first uphill, and then the bluff comes in at um, yeah, probably after that thirty two, thirty four. Yeah, yeah, a few people I know have done that on a yeah. on a sort of yearly basis as their their one ultra a year, and they reckon that is a killer because like once you get yeah. past that, it flattens out again. But to get up that hill, it's like kind of a really big sort of yeah. climb which sort of takes it out of you for a few k's so 
If you're going to train up there, you'll see people are just doing that as repeats just to train for the black hole. Really? Yeah. And it's all, yeah. On the map, it almost looks like when you look at a graph of the incline, it, it almost looks vertical. I don't know how, yeah. how it feels, but yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. The gnarliest I've ever done was um, down in Tassie for the going nuts. There's a, there's a downhill called Knife Edge Ridge. And that, <laughs> that's the only time I've been scared. Uh, there was no runoffs at all. It was just a 250-meter drop pretty much straight down. And I was, I was worried because there was two guys hadn't run yet. I was on leg two. It was our first year. So I almost went head first and thought, oh, shit, these guys aren't going to get a run today if I don't come out to the other end of the checkpoint. Yeah. Uh, pretty gnarly. And, uh, yeah, the next big one for me, I had um, Tarawera 100 this year, but it got postponed till next year, So, yeah. which is probably good because I was injured. So yeah, train up for that one in Feb next year, get over New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, so with your events, you said you're going to do the redemption round at Sunny Coast. Have you got a time that you're going to try and achieve at that sort of those events? Or, um, well, I, I went down to um, Hobart, uh, started 2020, and did a sub three hour 30 at the Cabaret. Uh, I'm happy to retire on 329, to be honest. <laughs> it's hard work. Um, but I've got a mate this year, he turns 60 two weeks before Gold Coast, so he wants to run a three hour 30. Um, so I'll jump in with him and uh, I'll, I'll hold him back for 32. Hopefully, I'm good enough to finish with him. But um, yeah, he'll go he'll go out too fast if he doesn't have one to hold him back. Um, so that that'll be my go-to this year for the marathon. Um, three three thirty pace for him at uh, at Gold Coast. With well a done. few, you got a few there from Morton Bay running as well. So it's very easy, isn't it, to go off too early and oh, feel yeah. you know, even if you're doing six minutes a k, you know, yeah. like I say, only doing a fifty a fifty k ultra. Um, well, I know at Noosa we went off. And we were flying like five, six minutes a K. And on, on my video, which is on YouTube, I'm saying we really need to slow down. These people are going to get absolutely fried. Yeah. And um, like my mate Nick Woodett came past me. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, you'll smash it, Nathan. You'll be all right. And then I caught some guy up come on, flying by me. I caught him up at 10K. And he was the guy that Steve would have seen, Woolly would have seen as well. He was yeah. cooked. And he looked yeah. at me and he just looked absolutely finished. He goes, I said, you're right, mate. Do you need anything? He goes, I'm done. I'm done. He yeah. said, oh, I am done. And it was just, and I was like, oh, at 10K in to be saying that to yourself. He did yeah. finish. I think actually he got under seven hours. So like he obviously, he obviously sort of pulled it back. But when I saw him at 10K, he was walking and he was just, it, I think if there was a bit of an ambulance there, he would have quite happily got in it and got, got a lift home. But it yeah. is so easy, isn't it? Because you think, yeah, I 10, did. 20K. Yeah, yeah it it's the, when you start to that 30, 40, yeah. 50K, that's when it, like, fucks your body right up. Yeah. I ran with a mate in Melbourne um, after doing Denang. Um, so that would have been 2019, November, October, November. And, yeah, um, he, his goal, he wanted three, three out of 40. So we needed about five, 10 pace. Uh, we started out at the front of the group, actually, took off, uh, and he was running 450 pace instead of five tens. And we got to 10K and I went, mate, we're going too quick. He goes, oh, I feel good. I feel good. I went, Let's pull it back to Of course you're going to feel there. good. Yeah. Of course you're going to feel good. Yeah. You've trained from that. Yeah, 21K, not feeling the greatest. 30K. The adrenaline wears off. Yeah. And then he, uh, he ended up getting a three-hour 42. But I said to him, mate, why did you go out so fast? He goes, oh, I was, I was sure I had a sub-330 in me. Like, you train for four, 510 pace, mate. <laughs> yeah. If you get to 30K and you're feeling good, then give it a crack for the last yeah. 12. Yeah. But if you, but if you, if you fucking spend to spend all your pennies up to 30 K, that 12 K is like torture. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that's that's the uh, the best tip I had I received going into to my PB down in Hobart was run within yourself for 32. You know, run within, feel comfortable, feel great at 32. In your last 10K, you've done enough training to know how to manage 10K. Um, give it all you got or hold on to it, whatever you've got, but run within yourself for 32. Mate, I'm about to go through all I'm doing my first ever marathon at Gold Coast. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah, um, like I'm pretty experienced with running, but I've just never done a marathon. So it's going to be hard for me to, well, who knows what can happen after like 35K. Like I've never yeah. been there, so who knows? But I think I'll be able yeah. to maintain the correct pace until then. But like this morning I did a marathon session and the last um, – 5k i just felt terrible and i was like man that can just happen like on the day you can just fall to bits and as he phrases the king of distance between all of us even though he doesn't run marathons or anything anymore but fraser's done uh kokoda 96k in uh, how many hours did that take you Fraser, with, you, with the lads 21 we did it in 21k 96 so he's gone the furthest on foot out of all of us just going back to the jetty to jetty What's your, do you know how many people are, will be the like limit this year? Like how many people will be entered? Um, I can grab that for you, mate. I'll flick it onto you if you like. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Are you still coming under COVID? Is COVID still, they've got to do a rolling start? And Yeah, we- I believe we are still doing the rolling start this year. Yeah. Um, jump on the front or, um, yeah, we, we sort of have a, we've got two balloons at each of the paces as well for the half. So we'll have one go off. Um, with that sort of at the end of the wave and the second wave, they'll be at the start of that wave sort of thing. Makes it a bit more challenging for us. But So um, what time what time between uh, paces can people expect on the day? Yeah, we've got, I believe there's a 10-minute gap between. So we've got the, uh, I'm not sure what it's starting at. I'm certainly doing, uh, for the half, sorry, not for the mirror. Uh, I'm doing 150 this year. Uh, I think they might have a 130 in it. Uh, 124 is your four-minute pace. Uh, yeah. 140, 152, two hours, 210. Yeah, and there's a few heaps of paces. Yeah. Heaps of paces for the people that are trying to run PBs, eh? Is that, does that cause a bit of a problem with people like congregating? You get a big bunch of people, or is that sort of just go, oh, I'm feeling okay, I'll just keep going past them and see? Yeah, look, I've I've done pacing a bit. Um, With Parkrun as well, it's pretty cool. You can jump on a D5, 5K Parkrun pacer as well um it's it's actually an interesting and you might even have it was one of your topics to discuss one day around you know what's the perfect pacer is it the person who sticks on that on that point or that pace um steady the whole way through there's a few paces that'll go out early particularly on a marathon um the marathon down in cavalry uh, hobart was good he was um he was actually one minute under to allow for that extra distance so with 10k to go he you know he told the bunch that had stuck with him look look after each other now you've run 32 10k to go. Um, I'm going to be running 329. If anyone needs me to step back, I'll go back to 330. But um, it was good to know that if he dropped from him, and I ended up having to be with a next person, thinking what's going on. Um, but I knew that I could let him go as long as I kept him in that 60 second distance sort of thing. I'd still get under my time, so that was good. Um, so as as far as the wave sort of starts, a bit more challenging for us, but uh, we tend to find those around you will start to chat with you in the morning before as you're lining up as to, you know, they'll ask what the, the pace's sort of um, arrangement's going to be, whether they're going to go out hard and hang on or whether they're going to sit back. I personally prefer to try and just sit as close to that 
time as possible in those first few K. And then I'll just keep an eye on my average pace the whole way through the 21, just to, just to try and stick to it, add a little bit just for that extra bit of distance so that people can get, get underneath their time if it's, if it's 100 metres or 200 metres over. But um, no, I try just try and stick to it. I've done the yeah. pacing at uh, Jetty Jet. Yeah, I did the 10K and I just sat on the exact splits the whole way. Yeah. And then it, I was only left with two guys towards the end and they left me. So that was cool. <laughs> they, took, they just went past me. I was like, go for it. Yeah. yeah. The only half I've done on the road was, uh, I think, 2013 Twilight half marathon, which is an afternoon run. And, um, I had my the first ever Garmin I had, which looked like you were on like day release from prison. You know, those big things that fucking yeah. like, yeah, satellite stuck to your arm. And it used to have a like a beep for your to keep your pace. Oh, yeah. And I had that going uh, for that. Your I cadence. Think I don't know what it yeah, oh, cadence right. thing. Yeah. The oh. beep, 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 beep. And oh, I was like, God. yeah, and I was like, and um, I had to. <laughs> I think I got the shits with it after about well, yeah. Yeah, a few K. I was like, oh, this is really, this is really bugging me. Cause it would go, oh, you're slow or you're too fast or, you know, and uh, you know, you're like shit. And you spend so much time looking at your watch that you didn't concentrate on, you know, yeah. where you were running. So, um, yeah. So you're like, I run with his uh, car keys in his pocket as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just annoying as hell. Yeah. So, Brenton, you're saying that you're running around three hours 30. That's like a really common time for the, time. for the marathon. Yeah. Mm. What's like an average um, week of training look like for you, if you're training for that, that marathon at that time? Yeah, I reckon uh, when I was, when I got that time, I was probably training about 70 K a week doing the whole three week of build one week of recovery. So I think that's a, that's a probably a common model that we incorporate. Um, interesting enough as well with the Morton Bay Roadrunners, it's always, uh, the longevity of the club has always had um, runs on a, the club. We run um, Tuesday and Thursday mornings at Sandgate, uh, Tuesday nights at North Lakes Park Run, and uh, Wednesday evening at Redcliffe Jetty. So that's always been in the club's history. Um, the Sandgate sort of side has come on in the last um, probably 10 years, but prior to that, it was always Redcliffe on a Tuesday, Thursday. So we have a bit of a rolling model of Tuesday speed, Thursday is more of a tempo and getting people to really practice and hone in on that pacing. So whether it's a uh, progressive or whether it's a tempo, you know, 20 minute block at a particular pace as well. And then long uh, weekends, uh, yeah, park run religion and uh, Sundays or Saturday long run incorporating park run. Um, and with the club, we do time trials once a month, uh, get a few of the local clubs to come along as well, do a bit of a joint thing. Um, but yeah, I, depending on what your goal is for your marathon, but for that 3.30, I think, um, yeah, we've got a few that are sort of sitting on around that 70, 80K a week um, to, to aim for that. A few, you know, a bit higher than that. Um, but I yeah, think that so makes a difference, doesn't it? Just pushing, like, I sit on about 40, 50 a week, but I think if I could get up to 70K a week, I think that would that might just burst that bubble enough to go, bang, there's another level there. Definitely. Which, um, which yeah. I'm not after. And do you follow a, a heart rate rule? Do you go, you, you go in that zone two a lot? Because uh, when I first used to run, I used to go, I used to run like I was racing. So like, yeah. I, cause I felt really good and it was working. Okay. Until for up to a certain point and then you hit a plateau yeah. and you can't get any quicker. Yeah. Well, funny you say that. I didn't know anything about, I didn't even know about cadence. Someone told me I had a beautiful cadence and I thought he was hitting on me. Um, <laughs> but 
after I did my first two marathons and my, my second one at Sunny Coast, my heart rate was just through the roof the whole race. I didn't, I don't know what was going on. I've never experienced that since, thankfully. But it was after probably two, yeah, two seasons of marathon running that I actually read Matty Fitzgerald's um, 80-20 and then just did a bit of analysis of my heart rate and I was through the roof. And also that first year where I just cramped, I only had one speed. It was um, five-minute pace the whole time. If I'd had that other gears that you can then slot back into, um, Canberra didn't go great for me last year. I ended up with a crook gut at about 22K. Um, but thankfully there I had, I was on for a PB time, but then had to make that decision and was then able to sort of just pull my pace back to a 5.30 comfortable instead of running at 4.50s. So That's a pretty tough course down there, isn't it? Like it's definitely not super fast. No, it's, uh, and I'd never been to Canberra either. So it was completely... Um, foreign to me. Strange place, isn't it, Canberra? I've been there for Mount Stromlo for the World 24-hour mountain bike championships. And it's yeah. just sort of like rolling sort of hills and then like pine, yeah. a little pine forest there. And yeah. it's a really weird the way it's almost like it is a man-made place because like they just sort of like, oh, we're gonna put a well, Sydney wants to be the capital of Australia, and Melbourne wants to be the capital of Australia. We'll put a little place in in the middle and we we'll build a nice little Nice uh, highway there for the politicians to live in Sydney to drive there. Thanks very much. Um, but it's a really, yeah, it's a very strange place, isn't it? It's all right. It just seems like it's very, uh, well, very man-made. Yeah. And it's 550 metres above sea level too. So you've got that elevation run that we're not used to. I mean, I run yeah, water good. level at Sandgate. So 550 elevation, you're, um, yeah, it's a bit of conditioned running, that's for sure. Well, you should use my uh, Garmin Instinct watch. It'll tell you you probably you start your you start <laughs> yeah. your run at thirty meters and you finish it. Like, yeah, you finish at uh, below sea level. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but mate, Sandgate is just like we ran at Sandgate this morning. We started at six a.m. Yeah. and there would have been five or six running groups there, like yeah, yeah. you know, with massive oh, like twenty gosh. of them running together and. Yeah. It's just like a real magnet for. What are these? Are these like little personal training groups, or they're triathlon groups, or what? What do you see there down there, Brenton? Yeah, there's a few different groups, um, but the beautiful thing is, um, I just love the absolute running community. If anyone hits me up, taps me on the shoulder at park run, and says, "How do I? Who can I run with? How do I get into a group?" It's like, well, I'm big on you. We run because we enjoy it it's, it's part of our life it's not our life it's part of recreational running and so you know there's there's park run and we can show people you can head out to you know um out to Petrie, north lakes there's so many around here's the app have a look so free 5k every week um there's a few spin-offs from that we've got one at sandgate uh, on a wednesday night at 7 p.m called the bayside breeze it's always breezy on a wednesday night yeah. so same thing it's just 5k same location they run the other way though just to make uh, change it up a bit um, but just the community. It's at the front of oh, the water now. We've got, obviously, um, Southmont Striders head over and do a fair bit of running through there as well. Um, we had a big group from ours out there this morning as well. I ran yesterday in the in the, the rain and wind, which was um, that was cool to get across Ted and back. Um, there's a, another group, Mega Run, who's doing a free thing out of Decker Park on Sundays. They do one at Kangaroo Point, I think, on Saturday. Uh, there's a group of deadly runners as well. Um, great. There's a great little community there of um, Indigenous runners. Um, the, the community and culture they've got is phenomenal with some really quick runners in there as well. But, it's yeah, it's always just the case of I always find out what, is, what do people want to achieve? Uh, where do they live? When do they want to run? Um, I've probably sent as, as many up to, out to um, Strathpine 
over to the Striders because people live out that way or if they want to tag in with our team uh, that runs on a Tuesday night at North Lakes. I just love the fact that it's community-based. Um, yeah. Everyone's got their own goals. I'm glad yeah. you touched on the um, the deadly runners because um, I, I think um, it's surprising there's not more Aboriginal, like, elite runners because I reckon they have the really good um, genetics because they're... they're um, uh, a race of people that used to used to walk everywhere, you know, to travel. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm surprised yeah. that uh, more people don't tap into it. Cause I reckon that they would be, if you got them on a good training program, I reckon they would actually just like crucify everyone. Yeah. If you look at Kenyans, they're just, they're just generations and generations of, we have to walk 10, 10 miles to get water and come back. And they just, that's, they're just, they just got good genetics yeah. and yeah. okay. They do live at high attitude as well you know three thousand meters above sea level so they're already and five thousand meters above sea level so they've already got a really good uh base anyway to to, to work yeah. from but i reckon they yeah i reckon that there's probably a really big untapped potential yeah um, there's yeah. a great program rob decastella obviously he's got the indigenous marathon fund group um canberra they had probably i reckon they had 70 to 80 people um running in the half of the marathon um gav who runs the group here at sandgate um yeah, I raised her up last year because she she ran park run in Canberra with Deeks on the Saturday, and then on the Sunday she finished the half marathon as I finished the marathon. So, pretty pretty uh, pretty uh, awesome weekend for her to run with Deeks and then with BZ the following day in a marathon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a great way to finish. But yeah, there's some really good programs, and uh, yeah, I just love that all the all the community groups we've got and the running groups we've got. Um, you know. It's so it's so easy to be able to tap them into right Morton Bay Road Runners. This is our program. Here's where we run. Um, you know, if you live at Chermside, the in training's got a pocket of a group out there as well. Um, you know, Paul Gawley, I've certainly um, hand passed his details through to a, a number of people. Um, yeah. Young groups coming through as well. Young kids, triathletes. Um, we've got Carl Batty. He's got his uh, start running, stay running program here um, in Brighton as well. So it's just I love the fact that. You know, we can we can encourage people to jump on if that you don't have to pay to run. Yeah, get exactly. Out to, get out to park yeah. run, get out to the community group, jump on the waterfront because anybody if anyone tripped over on that waterfront, whether they were on a, a running, walking, on a bike, on a scooter these days, um, anyone in the running community would stop and help out. It's just a beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah. place to be. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, if people if people want to get involved in a running club and get more um, a lot of it is very like it's, it's almost free, you know, um, and um, yeah, there's um, there's there's big support there, and um, I don't think we all we all grew up doing young athletics in the UK, and it was a very very big scene. Every weekend was in the summer was track and field, and in the winter was uh, cross country. I don't know what that's like um, so much, but I know little athletics is still pretty big um, uh, over here, but we just because of uh, myself not having children, I don't know to what extent that is, but I know that Aspie have a um, little athletics team and, and Arana. Uh, Arana Hills and that, yeah. So it's popular uh, where your kids go, Fraser, isn't it? Oh yeah, like well, just after the Olympics, we had it was just phenomenal. There was one Friday night. There must have been about I don't know over four hundred kids there. <laughs> yeah. And, and what know, time of year do they do it? Do they do it in our summer? It's just it finished. It, um, it starts in September and finishes in March, so just during the summer. 
Some of hottest time of the year. <laughs> just a lot of it is, um, I don't know, like, I, I don't mind it. I like taking the kids to it, but there's, I think there's too much emphasis on field field events rather than just running. Um, too much, like, high jump, um, like discus throwing, shot put, and all that. And they hardly do. What well, one time, all they had was a 60-meter sprint that my boys were doing, and the rest were, like, three field events. You know, and well, my they just want to get everyone having a crack at everything, don't yeah, they? That's, that's fair that's enough. But yeah. I think it just seemed this year it just seemed to be more. Emphasis. What age would they start doing at eight hundred meters? You'll be about ten or so. Now Sammy's done one. He did one under under nines. Yeah, yeah I used to do them in England when I was nine years old. Eight hundred yeah. meters. Touching back on what you were just saying, Brenton, about the, um, you know, running is free. Like, I mean, we obviously all go silly buying super shoes and stuff like that. But really, yeah. you could go to Kmart, one get yourself a pair of shoes for probably 10 bucks. Yeah, sign up to Parkrun, it's free. Oh, yeah. You can meet loads of like running groups that, that don't charge you anything. Like, it really is one of the cheapest sports around. Yeah. It's just the social activity. Um, so, our, I mean, our club only charges 75 bucks and we actually had, uh, we see a lot of people just hit us up either. They see our singlets running, um, they'll, you know, they hear it from somebody else or they jump on and find, you know, running clubs around, you know, Brisbane and, you know, they'll, they'll find those that are running. They'll pop in or send us a message to say, can we come along for a run? They do. Um, I'm not, we're a volunteer group as well. None of us, I'm, I'm the president of the club, but None of us get paid for it. We just we just have that passion that we want to be able to support yeah. and encourage and inspire people. The amount of people that go, is that all you charge? Seventy five bucks. Um, I've just been to a PT and they charge me forty five bucks a week, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah for hours you jump on, you get yeah, yeah, and, and it depends what you need. So um, for these guys, they just get a structure of a Tuesday run, a Thursday run. There's op, you know, there's locations you can be at as well. Uh, there's always that. Uh, group setting when we get to park run long runs depending on what you're doing you'll tap in with those running the same sort of pace trying to keep up with the peter lewis or something like that and then uh yeah and then you when you get to those events you know you run canberra and you've got five or six uh club singlets there that you get to say good day to as yeah you, as you're running you know. trying to catch up to them yep. sort of thing we started running canberra and uh one of the you only have one from south Pine striders there and uh, I ran with him for, I think it was Richard or something, for about the first um, 20K. We were sort of piggybacking off each other or uh, frog hopping. Um, but it's that great community. There was a few Running Mums Australia who made mention that, uh, you know, it's cooler climate down in Canberra rather than back here in Brisbane. Yeah. So it's just that support. You, you, you get it wherever you go, um, no matter what event you go to as well. What was and the temperature? The... When you ran in Canberra, what oh, was the temperature down there? Yeah, it was warmer this year. We um, we had a storm go through last year just before, and I ran with long sleeves for the first AK. But um, this year was a bit warmer, so probably uh, yeah, thirteen degrees, thirteen to sixteen sort of thing in the first half, and then it warmed up a bit the longer you stayed out there. I was watching someone on someone on Instagram did a fifty uh, k in Scotland, and they were complaining because it was so hot. It was eighteen degrees Celsius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and I was like, oh, that's a dream. A what yeah. a dream! I bet the, the humidity was probably about twenty percent. I was like, yeah. oh, what a dream! <laughs> they were complaining it was a heat wave. <laughs> yeah. I was saying before around those reference points, and yeah, the references you get and experiences you have. Um, I think one thing I've certainly really come to terms with it is acceptance on the day if your day doesn't come together for you 
you just run it. You, you know, you, most of your effort goes into training. You can train for six months for a one day. And if that day doesn't come together, it could be the weather, it could be your shoes are blown out, it could be a, you know, a, yeah. a muscle injury or something like that. Um, if you can accept what is on the day, knowing that there's going to be other runs and there's other opportunities. COVID probably was a good learner for a lot of us too. Don't put your know, complete heart and everything into a race. Yeah. Um, just go out there. I, I enjoy more than anything running with running with mates. Um, my favourite park run isn't even my PB. It was um, a friend, Lisa, who had been, she'd been on off a sub 20 for six years. She had three kids through that period. And the first time she ran sub 20 with a few of us pacing her, that's my favourite sub 20, not even yeah. my own personal 20. Yeah. yeah. And weather as well at the moment, you know, because like um, some uh, races are getting changed or cancelled because of the weather yeah. and the rain that we've had. So, and I did the Brisbane Trail Marathon just uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was yeah. just absolutely oh the course was 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 a mess and i'm just hoping it dries out for the brisbane trail ultra and then a couple of weeks after that you've got the guzzler as well using the same course so we really got to hope that um it 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 dries out a bit i mean some of them went running today in mount kutha and they were waist high yeah. in uh, water going yeah. around uh Inogra dam so yeah. we just got to hope that that runs away a bit and the course can dry out over the next uh, couple of months to allow that uh, course to be runnable. Yeah, it can uh, make a big difference. Yeah, what have you got coming up, Brenton? Any? Are you, oh, you got Gold Coast? Did you say you're doing Goldie? Yeah, Goldie. Uh, we've got a few from the club heading out to the Warwick Pentath run at the end of this month, so uh, two weeks away. So that's What's uh, that? There's five events that run over the weekend, so Saturday, Sunday. Um, they add up to 42.2. So, um, yeah, Warwick Pentathlon, five, five races. You can do one race or all five or a mixture of. Um, starts good. off with a, with a cross-country about 6K or so. I haven't even gone to the detail. Uh, and then a 20, a half marathon. And then I think a 5K in the afternoon on the Saturday. Is the, is the half on the, on the road? Yeah, right. Right for the half. And then the Sunday well, morning. Well, it's okay. Like, I've been there. I've been Warwick a yeah. few times. So we cycled there and then cycled back. Yeah. Like so. Um, yeah, it's not bad. There's a good little pub there actually in Warwick. Like um, that we that we hit. Yeah, it keeps going till till pretty late. If you fancy, uh, <laughs> if you fancy a few drinks. Hopefully, we get there. I think the Warwick uh, Highway was shut off this weekend. Yeah, they did. They uh, shut it, didn't they? Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then the Sundays are 10k, and then uh, they celebrate with a 1500 race down the main street. 1500 meters after all that. Oof. That'd be brutal. Blow your legs out. Blow your legs out. So, uh, yeah, so Warwick, and then I'll be down the GC with you. Oh, Steve, awesome. what, what time are you going for? Sub three hours. It's going to be tough, mate. It's going to be hard, but yeah. I've committed. I've just Fraser might be it. doing the half the day before, are you, Fraser? Have you locked in yet? Yeah. Or what are you thinking? I'll give you I will do it. I'll just um, have to speak to you, Steve, but... What I've got to do with the kids because they might have to come with me and you might have to look after them because the half's on the Saturday, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, yeah. So. I'll have like four kids. I just need four like leads. Just and, and it's crazy. This, are you going to stay there for the Steve? Are you going to, uh, Fraser? Are you going to stay there for the weekend or are you going to go and come back? Yeah, no, I'll um, I'll go and stay there and if. If I stay down there, I go. I might go stay with Alan or something down at Kings. Oh, Lee lives on the Gold Coast, so uh, he's not far from the start. So trading him first. He's at Burley. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get fit. You'll be right. 
You got seven weeks. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Cram it in. Seven Cram weeks. It. When is it? June the what? Uh, July. July 3, 4. Yes. No, the week before the Brisbane Trail Ultra. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Warm up. So is, is that, when's the Jetty to Jetty before Gold Coast, is it? Uh, two after. weeks after. Two weeks after GC. Yeah, it's a week after uh, the week after the Brisbane Trail Ultra and a week before the Guzzler. I always say to I always say to people that the Jetty to Jetty is like the peninsula's Gold Coast. Yeah. Because it's just so busy and just such a great event that that um especially now it's at Pelican Park, it does make it a bit harder when you're running it. But the the buzz that you have in that area, you know, in that big paddock there where all the, the tents are set up in the morning and everyone's checking their bags in, it's just yeah, it's unreal. At the Goldie, I can't wait to feel that, you know, when we're down there. Yeah. I think that's where I bought my first uh, Morton because there was a Morton stand there selling all their gels and, and stuff. Yeah. I think that's where I, well, I'd already got it. I think when I did this sunny coast, no, the Noosa half. Noosa, yeah. And um, yeah, then they were selling it because you don't see it, there's not many stands. You don't see many at events where they're selling the Morton stuff. Yeah, I think like of, buying a gel the day before you run, it's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just topped up. I already had the stuff. I just yeah. bought a box. But I usually take gels. I don't know. I don't know what you like with nutrition bread. We were talking about it before. Um, like uh, you joined in, Steve did his thirty k today and sort of uh, bonked a bit because he was uh, maybe a bit dehydrated and and he took a gel that didn't agree with him. But yeah. I usually take the gels. Fraser and I are both type one diabetic, so and we're brothers, obviously. Um, we um, I take the gels more for the sugar rather than for the electrolytes, and I drink yeah. the electrolyte. But um, yeah, it's getting uh, those, those Morton ones might be the go because they don't have anything else in just glucose, don't they? I think uh, they're pretty, pretty heavy on the glucose, so they might be the and, um, yeah, the and they're go. just easy to get down, like they just slide down your throat. It's not like a you know, those yeah. gels I took this morning, you, I got it all in my mouth and then swallowed it, but my whole mouth just felt caked. And oh, I was just well, I've been using honey. When I did the Brisbane Trail Mouth, and I actually got a little one of the 100 mil little soft flask. You buy the two of them for 15 bucks from like Big W or whatever. And I've got it full of honey. It's great for when my sugar gets there. I'll just squeeze it and put it in the side of my mouth. It absorbs quite well and then swallow it. But it is a bit gloopy. You know, it's honey. It's got a bit of a, you know, like, yeah, get taste to it. Whereas I think a gel might be a bit, uh, I'll, I'll have to try them. Give them a give them a go on a long run and, and see. Yeah. But that's why it's always good to practice these things well before. So you know, race yeah. day, you know, as you would know, you've done lots and lots of races a long distance. It's uh there's no um there's no point leaving it to race day to try it. You gotta you gotta get on it well before. Will the Morton Bay Roadrunners have their like own drinks table at the Gold Coast? Uh no, we uh, we've got a tent set up there for the club and yeah, anybody else who wants to jump in there. But um, no, we're not doing a, a refreshments. Um, so in order to tee up with those, similar to Jetty to Jetty, you're just getting uh, in touch with if you're a sporting club or group, you get in touch with the coordinator of the event and just let them know you're keen to to jump on board and to take in some of those volley roles. You'll see it through Facebook and some of the events as well. I know a lot of the trail stuff. Uh, they'll put a feeler out to some of the sport clubs. We get tapped on the shoulder a few times to to jump on the Guzzler or one of those other running events, AAA racing, um, to to coordinate a tent or something for for some of those ultra long running races as you well. You doing the Guzzler this year? You guys involved? Uh, no, that? personally, I'm not. But uh, 
Is the club is the club involved with a tent at all? Uh, no, we don't have a tent this year, but we've, we do have a few um, few competing in it this year. Uh, there's a couple yeah. of hundred k first attempts. Um, Sparling, Steve Sparling, he's doing the fifty. That would yeah. be his first fifty. Beautiful. So it's fifty two k in it. So um, yeah, just to, just to give you a few extra few extra k. Yeah, I, I actually meant um, for the Gold Coast that w- were you guys going to have a table just for your athletes? Oh, okay. For their own drinks um, and stuff like that? Yeah, one of the boys last year offered to do that, but then um, obviously COVID took it from us. Um, he was going to be running the half uh, this year. He personally is heading back to the UK to catch up with family. He's got a little one, hasn't seen him, the little one yet. But um, uh, we'll put a feeler out with who's going down there. Uh, with that idea, we were going to set someone up um, down the down the southern end, uh, and then obviously someone would be sitting around that thirty-two. It's easy to be around that start finish area. Um, yeah, I think yeah, we'll that's what the Striders are doing. They're they're, yeah. they're going to have a tent with a table, and yeah, it'd be good good to know. How close yeah. can they get? Can they actually be on the court? Are they allowed to be on the court so they can give their runners oh. drinks? How does it work, or not really? You can stand by the side of the road. Yeah, it's, it's, the, the road's open. Like, it's pretty open, apart from that race precinct, and there's a few other areas that might be closed off due to more about the traffic coming through. But you could set yeah. a table up anywhere along the strip. Um, uh, okay. You know, just pick a K mark. You don't want to run with it, do you? You don't want to run with all that, that stuff. No, no, no. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, certainly, oh, it's advantageous to have it out there, that's for sure. It's a great bonus. Yeah. 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 And the Morton Bay Roadrunners, you, you've actually got some um, – some red hot runners out there, haven't you? At the moment, yeah, you'll have a few boys running with you for the sub three, mate. Um, Stephen Butcher. Butcher, he's I noticed his yeah. name on the park run results, he's getting quicker and quicker all the time. Yeah, he did a great time down at Canberra uh, a couple of weeks back in April. Um, yeah, a few of the boys, um, Aiden, I oh, know he's doing Sony Case. There's a few, um, yeah, a few quickies at the front there. Um, young Liam McCarthy, you've probably seen Liam around as well. Yep. He might be sitting around at three. He's a young young lad who's done some phenomenal running the last couple of years. Um, absolutely. How old is he? He's about 24. So that'll be one of the Yeah, young one. Um, Lucky bugger. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great as well when you get out to a running track as well. And, you know, you've got the, the multiple clubs just come together. And um, that's why we do that into into club running as well once a month is to try and you know the more people you can get out there who are running at the same pace you know we're not after the, the number one trophy or the number 12 trophy we're just out there the more people you get to run with uh, the the greater the challenge the more inspired you get and the encouragement as well just keeps flowing yeah exactly that's what we're all about too we're saying you're not really competing with anyone by yeah. yourself you know you're just trying to be the better best version of yourself that you can be. That's it, mate. That's it. And I think like with training all together as a group, you've got a set session, you know, yeah. it, I reckon it really improves your running. Yeah. Like rather than train on your Definitely. own all the time, yeah. just to train with people, it just yeah. gets you a little bit harder. And then you're, you're soon like know the results yeah. in a good yeah. month, I reckon. Well, our, our Tuesday is typically speed and um, a speed set. So we always um, get there. We start at 5 a.m. in the morning. And the first 10 minutes is a, is a warm-up together at a comfortable pace. So if you rock up five minutes late, you know where to find us. And then we come back to the start-finish again. And you'll always get people peeling off to identify the same speed that they're running at for that speed set. So whether you're a four-minute runner or you're a 450 or a 615 runner, 
Um, that's where they sort of group together. We all head out in the same direction. Uh, you might turn around shorter if you're not training for marathons or if you're just trying to speed up your 5K. Uh, and then we all finish at the end together as well. Um, you know, some might take off early because they've got to go to work or get kids ready for school. Uh, but it's just that supportive environment, yeah. And then it just branches out. You start to then see those, you know, the quickies grabbing uh, the long runs on the weekend, you know, whether they're heading across the bridge up to uh, Redcliffe and back or a few of them have started hitting the hills out towards Brackenridge, out towards, um, well, not quite out of Petrie yet, but uh, I'm sure they'll get there at some point. Yeah. It's the same as Striders. Like, they do a 5 a.m. session or a... <laughs> Yeah. 7.30, Steve? 7.30 p.m., yeah. 7.30 p.m. Yeah. Um, like twice a week, didn't they, Tuesday? I've never, made a, mo- I've never made a morning session yet. <laughs> I'm one of these people, Brent, I just usually train on my own a lot of the time. I, yeah. I've had them. Um, Steve and Steve really helped me with the longer runs and that, that I've done leading up to the Noosa 50. Um. But yeah, I just, because it might be like, I can't say I can definitely be there at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Yeah. So I sort of ad hoc a lot of my training. It might be a, something got got hold of me. I have to go, oh, I'll have to go Tuesday now rather than Monday. And then I go, oh, I might go off yeah. and go, oh, I'm just going to go for a trail run. Might feel good. Instead of making it 7K, I'll make it 10K. Or I might make it 12K, you know. It's, thank you. But it, is, it really is. I mean, from a recreational social running perspective, it's, it's um, I, the club... Uh, feel is really good because it just gives people a lot of people just want to have be told what to do so for we always put out the run set the day before so they know what's coming up on tuesday there'll be a short set long set so you pick your pace and distance and and speed and so on and thursday is the same again we do a bit of a i put out the thursday run so wednesday afternoon everybody will be there keen waiting to see what's going on for tomorrow um we try and make thursday more of that uh, wrap up of the week, how hard was the weekend, how hard did people push the, the uh, speed set on Tuesday, say Thursday we want to loosen up the legs a bit before a, a splash at Park Run or there's something big coming this weekend. Yeah. So, But it's always just that, um, yeah, the community, the environment to run within, to know you've got people out there as well. Um, I always say good day to anyone on the waterfront. Some people yeah. are trying to evoke me by putting their hoodies on while they're running. <laughs> That was Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was hiding there. That was great. It was a photo atrocious. of Steve with his coat on. And in front of him, it was a chicken just a singlet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah. Uh, BZ, how many, uh, many park runs have you done? Uh, I've got about uh, two, 217 or something. But um, I'm more proud of the fact that I've done uh, this year, actually, I was getting my 200, but I also got my 50th as run director. So. I've got about mm-hmm. 78 or 79 uh, volunteers. Oh, so I'm awesome, pretty, uh, I'm pretty, I'm as pumped about awesome, volunteering yeah. as I am about uh, getting the 220 up. Oh, yeah, we should wrap unit. it up. We should wrap it up, boys. Anyway, we've been going for ages. Yeah. Oh, but mate, thanks, BZ, for coming on. It was really good oh, to hear, hear the history of the Jetty to Jetty and um, hear your story and, and how you got involved in running and how you, you help promote the sport locally. That's what we're all about. So, mate, thanks for coming on. Not a problem. Thanks for having me, gents. Maybe um, after Jetty to Jetty, we'll get you on for a bit of a wrap-up of the event. And yeah, yeah, like we that. can get the stats and all the details. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Cheers, boys. All right. All right, gentlemen. Nice. Kid. Yeah. See you. See ya. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for Brenton for coming on. Uh, he was a great guest. 
great to hear the history of the event and um, really looking forward to the Jetty to Jetty this year. Um, whilst I'm here, I just thought I'd give another shout to this weekend's community run. We are running at Decker Park, which is in Sangate or Brighton. Um, we're running a 5 and a 10K, just nice and easy in a group. We're going to uh, have a chat to some of the people that are running and we're going to put, put it on the podcast uh, on next week's show. Uh, we're running sort of, we'll have groups running from say 5 minute per K, sort of up to 6 minutes a K. Uh, nice and easy, just, um, just a good bit of chat, good bit of banter. And then afterwards, we're going to have um, some coffee and some snacks. So hope to see plenty of you there. We've got a pretty good gr- group organised already, but everyone's welcome. And um, we'd love to see you all down there. So thanks for listening and hopefully see you on the 22nd of May this Sunday. Now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why 